So I was thinking, what's it like to interview yourself? That's exactly what we find out today as I interview, well, me. I talk about moving back to Philly, balancing everything in my life, and what keeps me sane on a day-to-day basis. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy the show. So, thank you for joining us today, Basil. Would you like to tell the audience a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, sure. So, uh, my name is Basil Jackson. I'm uh, a current Philadelphia native. I guess (laughs) native is the wrong word. I'm originally from Philly, though I have not lived here my whole life. I moved around quite a bit from New Jersey to Florida, back to Philly again. I went to Penn. Graduated in 16 and uh, haven't left since. I have two brothers. I have a bunch of different half siblings throughout, as well as cousins all over the place from our, here in Philly to right outside of Philadelphia to down in South Carolina, and even a couple that I've been told are on the West Coast. So, a wide net of Jacksons and cousins of Jackson's throughout. Cool. Do you keep up with your family a lot? Yeah. So, uh, I would say with my immediate family, like who I would consider my brother, my sister-in-law, my nephews, my, my three nephews from them and my mother, I live down the street from them. So I see them, uh, if not, once a week, once every other week or so. If not, I'm always uh, shooting a, a message or giving a call to someone in that household. But when it comes to my extended family out of that, I'm not always staying in touch necessarily, which is definitely something that I've had to come to terms with. Although I would, in the past, I would get down on myself a lot about not doing that. I think it's just kind of understanding that you know, there's certain phases to life, something that's pretty big for me. It's actually a, I want to say James Clear, uh, but I could be wrong, but it's the, the four burners theory uh, where you have life is kind of like a stove and you have four different irons or burners going at any one time. You can only really keep two, maybe three lit up at a time, but usually there's always one that's off. And so I like to think of life kind of like that in a sense. And so I just understand, like, even if I don't get to my family today or tomorrow, I have to, you know, make sacrifices in the future that would mean giving them more time rather than, say, my work or relationships, stuff like that. So, yeah, then, you know, go off of that. You know, you're here, you're sitting here talking about, you know, this podcast and kind of kicking off, you know, what made you want to start this podcast and start this journey? I don't even know if it's right to say podcast, but uh, I would love to get your take on that. Yeah. So for, I guess we could call it a podcast. I don't like saying podcast because, you know, everyone has a podcast these days and they're pushing out something that they're doing. But for me, I think it 
you know, I really just wanted to, I don't know, answer some questions. Uh, for me personally, I've been on this journey about the good life versus the best possible life. And, and what does it mean to, to live the good life? What does it mean to live a good life for, for oneself? So the more I thought about this question, the more I, I really thought about people like, oh, this person could answer this, or I would love to talk to this person about this, it, you know, and, and so that's kind of where this stemmed from. You know, when I look back, uh, most of the people actually have a, a connection to Penn, but all the people have a connection to me where, you know, I've known them for quite a while now for some of them. And it's not just one-offs of like, hey, here's this cool person I met. It's people who, through through life and whatnot, come to know kind of well. So when you think about really just kind of the stories that I want to tell, or at least, you know, find out a little bit more about these people, I think this is going to be a, a really good medium of doing that, just from a personal level. Uh, so I'm really excited about that. But uh, yeah, like I said, it, it really was just kind of a, a way to get to know kind of the answers to some of the questions I've been wondering, but also in a way that I, I get to, to ask, you know, peers of mine, because I, I really do believe that some of the best answers can come from someone who is kind of on the same level of you or, or is going through uh, kind of similar stuff that you've gone through or that you're uh, currently going through. So I didn't want to reach out to like, or try to reach out to like, I don't know, the, the like, titans of business in my area but i rather reach out to friends of mine who are killing it in various various areas of their life so yeah that is really cool that that is interesting the way you kind of talk about podcasting or interviewing as as a way to like getting to know someone better i've heard of it being used for for networking or or other areas like that so you know where it's kind of connecting you to newer people that you might not know as well, but hearing you say like to get deeper in conversation with you know people that you've already come to know, um, people that you've met uh, is really cool. So you mentioned kind of moved around a little bit, Jersey to Florida to back here to Philadelphia. So I'm just kind of curious as to what was the move like to Philly for you? Yeah, hmm. so that's a good question. Uh, in one word, I would say it was weird. Um, moving back to Philly, is, you know, I, I love it. I love Philadelphia. It's probably one of my favorite cities in the world. And I do mean that in the world. In my top three, it's like Paris, like Tokyo, and then like Philly is like right there. You can guess what order. I won't, I won't say. But yeah, I love the city. Um, so, you know, the, the opportunity to be, come back here uh, was awesome, especially, you know, Coupled with the fact that I got to study at an institution like Penn, a world-renowned institution at that, uh, was a really awesome experience. That said, because of, I guess, Penn or, or just kind of where I was at in that space, there's definitely a lot of growing up for myself to do, um, as there probably is still today. So definitely a, a very dynamic time of change. In terms of friends, in terms of careers, jobs, aspirations, um, all of that really just, you know, such an intense period of, of going on however many years now uh, of change. So yeah, no, it's just, um, you know, but trying to take it in stride and, and really 
uh, embrace it. But you know, there are definitely days where I'm like, what has happened to my life from coming back, you know, from Tampa? And then on top of that, though, too, I, you know, my, I work uh, not too far from, from where I live. And so to get the opportunity to walk through Philadelphia every day of my life to work, it, it's pretty cool. Like, I, I'll definitely be, you know, leaving the house or going by City Hall and just be like, wow, like, this is crazy. Like, to work here, especially after, you know, where I grew up in, it definitely is really surreal. So, you know, I just, I, I'm really thankful for that every day. So, wow. That's interesting, though, too. You, you say that, like, Philly's your top city. Not being people would say that, especially being pretty confident in that. What is your favorite thing about Philly? And would you care to elaborate on that more? Yeah. So my favorite thing about Philly. Ooh, that's a, that's a good question. There's so many things to like about Philly. If I had to pick one thing, it would really be the, the people. Yeah. Like when you, when you think about, you know, cities and whatnot and kind of the culture they have, I think Philly's culture is so unique. Um, I know you have like the Portland's of the world you know, you have Austin, uh, Texas where, you know, it's everything's meant to be unique and creative and, and bubbly and all these cool words. But when you think about Philly, like it, it has that, but it also has like so many different other characteristics that you see in different cities like, boil down to one, but then also with its own like indescribable, like philly sheen on it and so i think that's really cool you know and, and so it's just it's awesome to live here you know that's quite an answer um a lot to unpack i mean yeah i guess you know one microcosm of that is the was the eagle sprayed um definitely <laughs> um i'm sure you had fun as well as many other people did um yeah no the the eagle sprayed was pretty cool uh for for legal reasons i won't go into that uh, just kidding, but um, but it was a fun time, and and really was you know it's one of the times where I've never seen such a common sense of belonging and and sense of being, where every single person just had like the same emotions and and really was like locked in, um, into like the same feeling, which um, I've only seen probably a couple times, and in at that. Um, it's never been something as positive as a city winning its first Super Bowl. Uh, so it was a really cool experience. Cool. Going off of that, then, you mentioned a couple things. It seemed, in terms of Penn, uh, a lot of change. Uh, I would love to just, you know, elaborate. Or would love for you to elaborate, rather, on, you know, what Penn was like to go there. You know, what are your thoughts on it? And then just from there, love to hear more. Yeah, so, um, yeah, Penn was, uh, like I said, it was a time of change. I I enjoyed it. You know, whenever someone asks me, would I do it again? I don't know. I think I would. <laughs> but, like, there's definitely things I wish I would have told myself or, or given myself a heads up about or just, I don't know, really, I guess, just prepared myself better for college in general and then also Penn. I think that... In the last couple of years, the institution's done a lot to fix things or, or, or really create a culture of, of well-being. 
but Penn is is such a hard place, and it really is at times can feel like a pressure cooker, and and sometimes you know bring the worst out of people, out of really good people too. You know, not speaking for just myself, but uh, so many things I've seen with people and uh, who you know, one minute they're the valedictorian of their class, uh, or or you know in the top five percent of their class and then they get the school or they you know get the pen and just like slowly their life unravels <laughs> but i mean in most cases they they usually make it back from that but you know it, it is a really surreal thing to be one of if not the best person in in you know from your high school or in some cases from your town and then go to being you know one of like two thousand students who you know, every single person is determined. Every single person is like engaged in like sixteen different extracurricular activities. But yeah, no, it 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 was a fun experience. I made some, you know, some of my best friends from from going there. I've studied under some really cool professors, and and you know, been able to engage with really awesome research, especially in the psychology department. Uh, you know, with the positive psych. I guess branch there and and all those people, you know, it, it was really cool. But uh, there's so many, so many different things that are just like, could you have prepared me any less for it, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's um, wow, that's, I mean, you know, I've read and heard things about you know regarding mental health, and it just seems like it is a stressful place, but. Any Ivy League is stressful, and and so I can definitely see where, you know, the competitive nature versus just wanting to do well, and then also you know having people that may or may not be accustomed to asking for help uh, can definitely all coincide. You know, with that, I guess you said, you know, if you had to do it all over again, you would have pause. That's correct. Yeah, I, I guess that wasn't the right term of phrase. I. Yeah, I guess I would hesitate a little bit. Um, I think I would do it again, though. You know, it was, a, like I said, a great experience just being here. Um, I definitely wish while I was at Penn, I got engaged with Philadelphia in general more. Uh, I'm trying to do that a lot more now uh, as a working professional, but that's one of the things that I definitely think, like, oh, man, that probably would have made my experience, like, a way better because I would have had the chance to engage with Philly, which I I love this city, but didn't necessarily do or think to do while at Penn. Wow. Um, okay, that's a, that's a good good caveat there. So thank you for adding that. Staying in line with you know you being at college and in school and whatnot, can you share insight on you know an important lesson or the most important lesson that you learned during college or since graduating from college? Yeah. Um, yeah, so for me personally, I think there is, you know, just this kind of tenet of you get out what you put in. That's something that you learned probably during college, and, and though I wouldn't say I'm the biggest, like, person to apply that, I definitely think that is true, not just with, like, school, uh, but more or less, like, life in general. You see time and time again that, like, you know, you put in the work now for something, and, you know, whether it's a month, six months, you know, two years later, uh, you get out that work. So, th- so that's something that's like definitely 
definitely grew on me over the years. While I heard it, I was like, oh, that's, well, yeah, that, that, duh, that, that means a lot, you know, simple math. Um, but, but now I, I really do take it to heart and just think about that because it, it, it does, I've seen it happen both for me, um, but for other people, the opposite is true where it's like, you don't put in much, like you don't get out much and you see that versus I see people who hustle, you know, every day and like, you know, lo and behold, two years down the line or three years down the line, they're getting promoted or getting that pay raise or, you know, just like cool perks uh, because they're they're doing work that other people would scoff at or other people not might not think to put in, I guess I should say. So yeah, that's definitely one thing. Wow. That's that's really cool. I mean, like you said, it, it does seem like simple math uh, in a sense where you're, you know, input plus time equals output and, you know, or I guess times time, kind of like a, you know, F equals MA situation there. I think when I'm thinking about those idioms or quotes about motivation and in, in, in school and whatnot, it's interesting to see what people say just because it's, you know, for some people, I think it's it's so hard to just sit down and sometimes do the work. I know for me, it definitely can be uh, hard. So that's, you know, to hear that, to hear that, it kind of just, you know, you're like, how do you put in the work to get out the stuff? Uh, sometimes the equation, part of the equation that's missing. But, you know, for those who are, you know, trying to figure that out, that's definitely an interesting place to start. Yeah, no, and um, I guess, yeah, to add on to that, I think I, I'm someone who, you know, I have ADHD, um, so my life is full of A, distraction, B, uh, starting and not always finishing, you know, that that's like the two major, and, and C, forgetting things all the time. I, I probably forgot to say four things already during this, this interview, but yeah, the point I'm trying to make is that you don't necessarily always have to know the how, you just have to have and how. And so like, and then also don't beat yourself up for it. Like this, for instance, um, you know, I've been, I've been working on this project for, I want to say two years, but to be honest, it feels like six <laughs> where, you know, I, I, from, from the very beginning to, to now. So yeah, no, it's just like, you know, like you, as long as you know how, like the, the what is going to happen and you put in that work, it might be 30 minutes and for a day, it might be 30 minutes for every three days. It might be 30 minutes for a week or even a month. But just knowing that if you do the little things eventually over time, something's got to come of it. So, you know, I just... I don't think that by any means everyone's got it figured out, but um, at the very least we can can just take small steps. And then also when we don't take those steps, not get mad at ourselves. So going off of that, my next question rather is, you know, you talk about ADHD and and kind of the, the distractions uh, that come with it. So it seems like you alluded to this earlier too by talking about the four burners or, or you know, kind of looking at life through phases. But I'd be more interested in how do you balance, find balance in your life? Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, that definitely does go back to what I was talking about earlier. Um, I guess, like, I would argue, like, 
you don't find balance in your life. It's just a semblance uh, of balance. It's just I don't think I there's there's rarely a moment where I feel like oh I have ooh, oh I probably shouldn't cut well whatever like sorry mom I'll I'll delete it later. <laughs> you know I think about there's rarely a moment where like I'm like man I have it all together right now awesome I'm killing it kicking butts taking names you have it I got it so think about that there is no real way to balance except understanding like hey there's a time and place for everything and there's times where one thing is a priority and there's times where another thing is a priority and just figuring out like okay like I do it kind of by week where I'm like, oh, is this like a, or I try to do it by week where I'm like, oh, is this a friend's week or is this a family week or is this work week or is this relationship week or is this a me week? That's, I, I operate in week intervals, weekly intervals. And uh, though I'm trying to get better at that because there's so many things that are long term that I don't always hit because I'm only thinking of, of the week. You know, it's, it's it's just kind of setting up time and, and realizing, like, hey, I'm not Superman. You know, I'm not Batman. You know, I'm not going to get to everything in, in one week. So, yeah, I hope that answers that question. Yeah, I think it does. Um, That definitely does. You know, again, I know you alluded to it. So, yeah, and, you know, I'm sure uh, I know you wrote some stuff about it for a blog. So definitely link to that. Shameless plug. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I did write a piece about it, and essentially it was the same thing. Like, so it was, it was a really short piece. Just kidding. Yeah, definitely check it out. Yeah, so progressing chronologically. So you know you've gone to college, you're entering the real world now. You're in your mid twenties, early to mid twenties. What's the transition been like from college? You know, what's the best part and what's the worst part about that? Yeah, oh, that's a good question. So for me, I think that I think that the the best part of transitioning from college to real life is like one having money to like do things and you don't have to ask people, you just do them if you have the money to do them. That's the best part. The worst part is having money and then having to do things. Because you have the money and it's yours and no one can tell you, like, what to do with it. That's, like, both the best and worst part simultaneously. But, you know, seriously, it is really cool to go from college where you have, you know, a lot of options, but not necessarily the agency all the time because of money or time or whatever holding you back. Just lack of resources in general. To be in a place where, in general, you're like, oh, like I get to make the decisions on this. I I do this, uh, so that's really cool. Whereas, you know, in college, I guess the the, you know, the cool parts about that is like you have so much leeway and rope, and and you know, it's a it's a nice blend of lack of responsibilities, but also like this infusion of freedom. While, yeah, there's decisions that you make that can definitely impact the rest of your life or, you know, your next five to ten years, for the most part, it's such a good space to mess up. And you can't necessarily do that when you're first starting at your first job or starting first part of your career or going to 
uh, master's program or going for a PhD program. So yeah, that's that's really something to think about. That makes perfect sense. It's interesting that you talk about money. I know a lot of people don't always necessarily think about money or want to think about money. It seems, especially in Western and you know slash U.S. culture, it's very taboo to talk about that stuff in public where you're kind of comparing and saying, oh, what are you spending on this? Or, you know, what do you, how much are you spending on that? Like, I guess for you, are there any like purchases that you make on a day-to-day, you know, if you feel like sharing any purchases or things that you're like, I did not expect to spend this type of money on this thing after graduating. Yeah, actually. Um, so one thing that I feel even embarrassed talking about right now, but I pay for wash and fold laundry service so i do not fold nor wash my laundry i don't i don't have to sit there i drop off my laundry i go to work come back i pick up my laundry it's folded it's clean it's dry i just like skip all that yeah is it more expensive than paying for a load of laundry downstairs washer and dryer yes it's definitely more expensive but why I do it, A, because I moved into the city, I'm saving a good deal more on transportation in many ways, and in other ways, like, the time I save definitely far outweighs the the time that would have been wasted, like, waiting on the laundry, having to be at my house, and, like, do it. In college, I used to just, like, mess up whole loads of laundry because I would forget that I left it there. So like buying this like definitely takes out the stress. So if you you know, if you're out there with the you know, by no means am I saying like like if you're not able to afford this, like you're dumb or anything like that, but like, you know, it is something to consider in just in general about things that you're spending money on and like what is the utility that you're getting. Well, that is uh that's really interesting. Actually that reminds me of the what's his name? Ramit Sethi. I will teach you to be rich. So he, you know, is kind of like a this online guru kind of guy. He's an author. He's written books and whatnot. But like one of the things he talks about is like things that people would say are like stupid person purchases or dumb, you know, waste of money. Kind of, you know, it kind of is like, well, if you sometimes it's okay to splurge because a that might raise kind of the profile of how you feel about the money, how you spend the money, which also in turn raises kind of the profile of like how you think about earning money, which is, you know, definitely there's some arguments to be had, but I think overall it's it's really interesting to kind of take this, I guess, like traditional or orthodox thoughts about money and how you should be spending it and kind of flip it on its head. That definitely reminds me of that. Definitely familiar with his work. Um, so yeah, it definitely is on that same wavelength of, these are the tiny purchases that, like, when you do the math, like, however much I'm paying for it is probably, like, an hour or two hours worth my my physical time. And so that evens out where it's, like, you know, the benefit of, like, especially, like, there's days where I'll drop my laundry off. I'll be out of the city for a good period of time or I'll be at work and or, like, just be able to drop it off, like, the day before I might need it for a trip or something. It's just really convenient, and, you know, I find it worth the money. Um, And, you know, 
looking at in comparison to some of the costs of my other life, I'm like, it's not that bad. Thank you for that question. Didn't realize we would, you know, go there. Uh, yeah, no, thank you for answering. So I have a couple more questions. If you had advice to, for anyone who might be like struggling to find meaning in their life or might be at a loss for like, what is my purpose? What am I trying to do? What would you give them? And what would you say to them? Yeah. Um, well, first off, I am not at a place where I've figured out what I'm trying to do in my life. I think a good deal of people are are struggling to find, you know, their own purpose. Good or bad, it is what it is. There's actually a book I'm reading, Ikigai, which is literally about, starts off talking about um, which are people who live past 110 and in, you know, diving into the secrets of why they live such long, long lives. And it encapsulates this idea of Ikigai, which is like your one true purpose. So I guess maybe a bit of a downer, but like, if you don't find your one true purpose, like life's only going to get harder. Um, but, but no, I, I think, um, I haven't finished it, so I can't really talk much about it, but I think it's just kind of like, you know, whether it's like a simple task or, or something, you know, like drawing or, you know, simple task of tedious physical task or more complex tasks like, like artistry or, or I don't know, math <laughs> for me, <laughs> it's just kind of, you know, looking and assessing like what brings you joy and what puts you in a state of flow where kind of you are not thinking, you're just doing. You're in the midst of doing and everything kind of just like melts away. So I think to wrap all that up into one sentence, really just like find what your flow is and then keep pursuing that. That's that's a really good answer. I will uh, definitely check that book out. Definitely put the book in the show notes for people to check out as well because it sounds very helpful. So I guess I just want, there's some questions that I intend or would like to ask probably every episode and, you know, kind of just spitfire questions that just kind of get your thoughts on several different things. So I guess the first one is how do you live your best life? You know, what does that look like on a daily basis? How does Baz kind of get up and, and live his best life? Yeah. Um, so I guess, you know, it really is encapsulated, really includes a lot of stuff that I've been talking about already. I, again, I will say by no means is every day the same or am I always living my best life? But I think it's just like, I know for me, I'm, I'm a big routine person as much as like I get bored with things and like I have this like anarchist like attitude towards structure at times. I think I also paradoxically crave it and crave it in a way where it's like it's just the right amount of structure where like I don't want to feel like held down by it. But at the same time, it's like guidelines to live, live by. So, you know, for me, that involves like having a morning routine, um, mostly where it's, you know, for me, I like play like motivational or like informational videos while I'm in the shower so that, you know, kind of just like start getting my juices flowing and in terms of like things that that are productive and so i'm not just like getting out and feeling droggy and also like don't want to be productive for the day so those are usually things that i do 
I try to meditate and work out, which um, though both of those things are, are things that have, again, with the seasons, have been bigger parts and smaller parts of my life throughout the years are, are things that I'm trying to implement with more regularity in my life. I, I think beyond that, you know, on the flip side, it's like having an even routine. So just like having a, a set of or a checklist of items that kind of calm myself into sleep that and then you know something with all that too i've been practicing or trying to practice with some successes there's this youtuber matt diavella and and one of his things is never to miss twice um or at least his rules and so like or that be a workout that you know you have scheduled you know or or meditation or writing or reading sessions it's really like okay like hey you you missed this first time but like don't miss twice or else you're gonna break the chain and you know bad stuff happens then so so yeah just that that's one of the things i think being grateful or trying to practice gratitude is is something that while i personally haven't i don't know it's not it doesn't always work for me because i'm like oh like i'm grateful for like air (laughs) or like i'm grateful there are times where i'm like I'll pick like really simple things, but like just thinking about things and and just being grateful for them helps too. Like I was talking about earlier, like walking through Philly and and realizing like, hey, I used to, the area I grew up in in Philly versus like where I live now is is so drastically different in in terms of outcomes. For me personally, I know that through luck and whatnot and and, kind of the, you know, uh, the hard work of others and generosity of others I, I'm in a place where I can thrive and, and also, you know, help possibly even those who come after me. So just, you know, taking that all in definitely helps on, on a regular basis and, and just, you know, keeping that in the back of my mind. But uh, that's that's more on the, I guess, non-practical side. That's that's really cool. I like how you have that bit on on. You know, having the the physical reminders, uh, almost like cues, if you will. I know several people talk about just cues and and kind of ha- you know habit forming. Usually, like if you can get a physical or or visual reminder, it tends to help chain together uh, experiences or habits. So that's that's really cool to hear that. Yeah, definitely. Probably one thing I forgot to add, uh, really quickly, is just that. You know, I also try to have like try and set my environment up, I guess, for doing productive things. Um, so whether that you know have lights, have lighting, um, have some like smart lights that you know change color at certain times in the day to help me go to bed or or to like you know let me know like hey it's time to work like get excited look at this blue light or things like that just where it's like you know, just environment tweaks and uh, not tweaks but hacks uh, I guess you know. To help me kind of stay on the the good path. Again, all that being said, it doesn't always happen that way. You know, it's it's all a work in progress. I think, and and like I said earlier, it's like you know, as long as you're taking steps, then you're always going in the right direction. So, yeah, thank you for that. So, I guess off of that, then you know, you talk about living your best life. Now, do you think like is there such thing as a good life or the good life? Why or why not? Yeah, so um, I mean, this is a question that I guess I, you know, I'm very intrigued to find out from people that you know I talk to and whatnot. But like for me personally, I don't think there's like 
don't know. I don't think there's a good life. I think I used to think that there was a good life. And, and you know, I realized that, like, that's, like, a really one-dimensional way of looking at things. And, like, there's so many, especially now, and, you know, for again, for better or worse, like, there's so many different ways to make money. And, and you know, and then there's people who are, like, making money isn't even, like, what I want to aspire to in this life. So, like, you know, for me, I think personally, I'm like, the good life to me, or my good life, I guess, would be that, you know, like, I can have things, you know, I can I can pay for things without worrying about them. So, I guess, be debt-free debt and, and financially independent outside of that. It doesn't necessarily mean, like, having a home. You know, I, I know people talk a lot about kind of your, your major milestones, and, and it almost seems, especially in America, it almost seems like buying a home is, like, absolutely a part of that as, like, a sign of, like, oh, you're an adult now. And, though, like, I won't say, like, I'm not interested in getting a home or just, like, coming to, not media, but, like, just, like, the peer pressure of buying a home. Like, I definitely want to explore all the ideas of like i could live in an apartment for the rest of my life and like depending on how much i make and like my investments like that would be cool too so yeah outside of that i think i think also actually um with regards to work i think doing the work i love uh, would be helpful i don't know if it's like being an artist and putting stuff out into the world or or helping artists thrive or or talking to people or or what that part I'm still still I'm a big believer of of strengths rather in in playing to them but yeah I'm not not sure on that so you know I'm still open to that but yeah I guess that's just like a little bit of what my good life would probably consists of and I'm sure it's different for a lot of people or you know there might be some people that are out there like yeah like objectively speaking this is the good life if you don't have this I don't I won't talk to you so I don't know uh, that'll be interesting to uncover. Wow, that's a that's a good point. I think uh, a lot of people go back and forth on on kind of the the American dream and whether it's attainable or whether it's changed now. Uh, so I think that's a good corollary. I guess you know, really quick questions now. So what keeps you up at night? Yeah. So I think for me personally, I have this like desire, or I guess this need rather, like craving to be an inspiration for my parents or, or at least to make my mom proud um in a sense where like she's told me <laughs> in her life so far already uh, or in my life rather that she's proud of me you know when i got into pen when i graduated uh working you know but like there's still this like monumental like drive like oh like if i can envision my mom being proud then the net lets me know like oh i'm on the right path with that so, you know, just like that and, you know, or I guess not living up to that is something that keeps me up. Um, I think on that note, like death, I wouldn't say keeps me up at night, but it definitely is something that, especially now, I've been thinking a lot about. So, yeah, yeah. There's probably a, a, a good couple bits to unpack, but uh, for the sake of time. Outside of that, then... It sounds like that's your mom's a big motivation, but um, is there anything else that you would kind of list up there with, you know, what drives you, what motivates you? Yeah, so I think 
yeah, my mom definitely is a motivation. Like my family, for sure. Just like they've invested so much time and energy, and you know, dealing with my knuckleheadedness throughout the years, and and just like sacrifices that I think I want to be a place where I can give back to them. I know in small ways I can now. I think my my goal is a lot larger than. I guess I realized coming out of college or, or realized where I need to be at. So that's something I'm just thinking about and something that drives me. But like besides that, I think there is this need to like have this like lasting impact on the world. Um, so that's, pro- that's probably at the root of it, like part of why I'm doing this. Um, it's just, you know, to, to really help change people's lives, whether that, you know, be like making them feel good and making them laugh, like, you know, um, you can, you know, at work, like, you can ask any of my coworkers, like, I'm always trying to do something to, to get a laugh. Like, um, usually it's like, you know, cutting up and making jokes with them. So it's just like stuff like that, or, or whether it's, you know, trying to help people just like in their every, you know, day to day lives. So yeah, that's, that's probably two biggest motivators is our family and make an impact. So that's, Wow. I guess final question then. What helps you live a healthy lifestyle? Definitely alluded to some of this talking about living your best life, but I would love to hear more on kind of the things that allow you to be healthy and happy and sane, I guess, or whatever the saying goes. (laughs) Yeah. So for me personally, I think, um, like I said earlier, like working out or physical activity of some kind and like meditation are probably my two biggest things you know i I think well i don't always do them all i think back to the times when i am working out or have been working out my like enthusiasm and confidence is like through the roof where like i'm just like oh i feel physically fit I, i you know i look a little sharper in the mirror i guess when i look at myself but yeah no so like Working out is definitely one of those things that, like, just everything, you know, for lack of a better term, word, uh, works out so much better. Um, and then, like, meditation, just because, like, especially in lieu of medications and, and whatnot, meditation and just sometimes sitting with your thoughts or clearing your head really helps. Every, every now and then I'll dabble with journaling, but, like, the meditation for sure is, is, is good to do actually that and like brain dumps um for you know especially with how my my brain works that's definitely something that you know getting everything out of my head and onto paper whether it's you know whenever i'm feeling like oh man everything's going crazy around me uh, it just helps like write things down and into lists and be like okay like i can even though this might seem a lot like i can attack this in some shape or form so so yeah Wow, that's seems like it really helpful. I know um, there's what this book, the the checklist manifesto, that talks about kind of the power of checklist. But yeah, so I know that we're probably right on time. I know this is like probably really meta, given that I'm interviewing you and you are me. But you know, is there any kind of last things you have there? Any questions uh, you want to get out there? as we kick off this podcast. <laughs> um, no, not really. I think, you know, just thank you for, for this opportunity. 
you know, if you're listening there out there, I'm really excited to share what this is going to be like. It's been a long time of doing this and interviewing people. Actually, that part was easy. The real part was like getting this out here and, and being confident that this is going to help people. So, so yeah, now, like, if you guys are listening, like, thank you. Please share this with people. Uh, maybe not this particular episode because it is really meta. Um, but I just wanted to use this as an example to show you, like, what the kind of conversation will be like and what the flow is going to be like. So if you like liked it so far, definitely give the rest of it a listen. You know, I've learned a lot from this experience. Definitely hope you do as well. But yeah, until next time, uh, just keep on keeping on. Uh, <laughs> that's not the slogan. I guess, I guess, so you can take it. Uh, yeah, so until next time, live, laugh, and learn. And that's the show. Did you enjoy it? Let me know by leaving a review. And make sure to give the show a rating as it helps others find us. As always, thank you for your interest in living the best life and not necessarily the good one. Till next time, live, laugh, and learn.